May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You can be seated. The 40-day season of Lent is an invitation to spiritual renewal. The word Lent is from an old English word, Lincoln, which means springtime, but also an old Germanic word, which means probably heard it, lengthening, the lengthening of days. So it refers to longer daylight, more sunshine as winter turns into spring. Are you ready for more sunshine? Lent can be a season of spiritual springtime for us. Of course, there's no mention of Lent in the Bible, but the traditional practices of Lent, the spiritual disciplines such as repentance, prayer, fasting, meditating on God's word, and almsgiving, giving to the poor. These are mentioned all throughout the Bible. Because we're so easily distracted, it's helpful to have these set times, these annual seasons. Uh, For example, I should regularly express my love and admiration to my wife. Uh, I admit that I'm not always good at doing that, but each year we have an anniversary. It comes around the same time every year. Woe to me if I forget the anniversary, which I've never done, by the way. But that date focuses my attention where it needs to be and what I need to do. Lent can be like that for us. We get busy, we get distracted, we can lose focus on our relationship with God. Even for those who maintain a very close daily relationship with God, which is the goal for all of us, Lent can be a season to add a new spiritual practice that can add a new dimension to our relationship with God. A key practice during this season of Lent is self-examination and repentance. And I want to talk about that tonight. Um, But before I do that, I want to read to you something that our Archbishop sent out. This is Archbishop Foley Beach, the Archbishop of the Anglican Church in North America, sent out this email today. And he asked the church to, um, to pray for the coronavirus, uh, the intervention, divine intervention in the spread of the coronavirus in North America and all around the world. Here's what he says. He says, if you're going to give up something this Lent, give up time and use that time in prayer. If you're going to take something on this Lent, take up specific times in intercessory prayer. Ask God to eradicate this virus. Ask him to intervene. Ask him to help public health officials and doctors and government officials with wisdom and guidance. Ask him to heal victims and comfort those who've lost loved ones. And let us pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ facing this virus right now in China, South Korea, Singapore, Malaysia, Iran, Italy, and so many other places. So I thought I would share that with you, the call from our archbishop. But I do want to focus uh, tonight just briefly on the practice of repentance. If it's not part of your daily life, I want to commend that to you, that repentance would be part of your daily prayer life. 
Regular repentance is, is a key to spiritual renewal. And that's, again, what this season of Lent is about. We're going to read in just a few minutes David's penitential psalm, his prayer of repentance. It's printed on your bulletin, pages 9 and 10. And uh, this is something that we'll be saying together. And it is a, a prayer that David prayed after he had committed the terrible sin of adultery with Bathsheba. And he was confronted with his sin by the prophet and he was convicted and he was broken and he admitted his sin. And this uh, psalm comes from that time in David's life. And it's a good pattern for us as we think about our own daily repentance before the Lord. I just want to make a couple of points, a couple observations here. First of all, David admits his sin. He is honest with himself and honest before God about his sin. Verse 3, for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. And then he confesses that God sees his sin. Verse 4, against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. And then he admits that because of his sin, God has the right to judge him. That he's liable to the judgment of God. So that you might be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. And in fact, in verse 5, he says, this sinful heart was there from the very beginning of my existence. Verse 5, behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Meaning, not that the conception was sinful, but from the very beginning of his conception, he had this sinful heart, this sinful inclination. But the first point I want to draw your attention to is just the admission of sin in the presence of God. One of the ways that we evade confession and repentance is to not admit our sinfulness or not be honest with ourselves or to make excuses. And that's part of the sinfulness of sin. It deceives us into thinking that what we've done is not that bad. And we have all sorts of ways to rationalize our sinful behavior. David doesn't do that. David admits his sin before God. He admits that he's been going down the wrong path. And then he asks God, so you have admission and then you have a plea for the Lord's forgiveness. Asking God to forgive him. And he does this in various ways with various images. He asks God to cleanse him, to, to wash him like a dirty shirt has been soiled and it's washed and made clean. He asks God to cleanse him, to restore him, to blot out his iniquities, to erase it from his record. And then to create in him a clean heart, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart. The heart is the center of the self. When we hear the word heart in, in our culture, we think feelings and emotions. But in the Bible, the heart is more than that. It is the will. It is the mind. It's the intellect. And it is, of course, also our emotional life. 
but it's really the center of the self. It's the inner self of our existence. And so God is asking, or David rather, is asking God to be cleansed at the very center of his life because of this sin. Now, why? Why does he admit his sin and not make excuses? Why does he ask God to cleanse him, to forgive him? Well, he says, cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. David enjoyed a close relationship with God. He enjoyed the presence of God. And that was hindered by his sin. There was a division that happened. The relationship was troubled because of this unconfessed sin. The good news is that our sin does not destroy God's love for us. God loves sinners. That's good news for me. How about you? But our sin can trouble our relationship with God. Our sin can make us distant from God, from his presence, from his nearness. And repentance is the way to close that distance. If you're here tonight and you feel distant from God, maybe part of what needs to happen in your life is this evaluation, this self-examination, repentance and confession, asking God to cleanse you from your sin. Repentance is the way back. Repentance is not as if we're coming to God and we're trying to pry his fingers loose so that he will forgive us. His disposition is to forgive because he's merciful. And that's how David approaches God in, in the very beginning of this psalm. He says it's, it's, he's coming to, to, to God knowing that God has abundant mercy and steadfast love. And so we're not trying to pry this out of a reluctant God. We've created a situation where there's distance and we're coming back to a loving father who receives us with open arms. Return to the Lord, the prophet Joel said, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The practice of daily repentance does not save us. Jesus saves us. The Apostle Paul says, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him, in Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. This is not about salvation. It's about growing into the salvation that God has given us in Jesus Christ. It's about dying to the sinful flesh and walking in newness of life. It's about walking before the Lord with a clear, a clean conscience. And so I commend it to you, if it's not part of your prayer life, not part of your daily life, to take time to do some inventory, self-examination, and confess your sins to the Lord. And something I've been doing more recently is, is actually being intentional about naming some of these sins in the presence of God and not just use a general confession, but say, Lord, you know what, I had a really angry word to say to one of my kids, help me deal with the anger. Or there was an uncharitable thought or a prideful remark. 
And as we do that, the Lord begins to convict us and grow us. And grow us more and more into the people he's called us to be. That's what Lent is about. It's, it's not about trying to prove to ourselves or show others how spiritual we are. Uh, Jesus warns about that in our gospel reading. Um, I read about a pastor who he uh, conducted an Ash Wednesday service at his church, and it was a very sobering and moving service, and he got home, and this is a true story, he got home and he checked his Facebook after, uh, after getting home after this church service. And he saw that there were some young ladies in his church that had posted that they had gone to this service. So he was curious to see what they were saying. And he said um, these three ladies who attended his service um, posted selfies at a bar blowing flirtatious kisses to their audience. And the caption said, can't wait for Easter when I can add chocolate back to my diet. Hashtag go Lent. And he said, you know, after this very, <laughs> this very sobering encounter with God, and then he saw that it was kind of depressing because Lent is not about self-display. It's about spiritual renewal. And it can be, as we're intentional about it, with the grace of God, it can be a, a springtime for the soul. I, I heard some, some ladies in our church talking the other night, this was after the memorial service, about getting their gardens ready. And uh, one of the ladies said, well, how's your, what do you think is going to happen with your garden? Or wh- how do you think your garden will grow this spring? And the other lady said, well, I have to do battle with the weeds. <laughs> I'm going to have to do battle with the weeds. If I'm going to have a healthy garden, it's the same thing in the spiritual life, the weeds, the unconfessed sin. Choke out what the spirit of God, the fruit of the spirit that God wants to produce in us. And so Lent is weed pulling time, spiritually speaking, as we engage in this practice of daily repentance. I invite you to do that. May God help us all to keep a holy Lent. Amen.